Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, I'm Steph. And I'm Simon. And welcome to The Food Fight, where we offer a different perspective on food culture issues around Australia and the world. We'll talk with chefs, producers, business owners and experts to hear their stories and find out what makes them tick. This is a Small Bites episode where we talk about cultural areas and the different types of ethnic food available in our region. All right, welcome to another Food Fight podcast. My name is Steph Postuma. Thank you so much for joining me. Alongside me, as always, is... The Welsh rare bit himself, the cheese on toast, the creamy, succulent so, spring lamb it's, himself, it's not, Simon Evans. It's not just cheese on toast, Welsh rare bit. People, <laughs> people say that. It's like, oh, it's cheese on toast, and it? it's not cheese on toast. It's like, cheese on toast, it's, it's, it's basically like, it's a mix of like beer, um, like Worcestershire sauce, good cheese, flour, and you make like a thick, doughy, cheesy sauce paste, and you put that on toast. Right, yeah. so it's thick, doughy, cheesy sauce paste on toast. Yeah, right, and that's rare. Bit. Really selling it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's really fucking delicious. It's do you make great. a good? Do you make a good Welsh rare bit? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah. Um, although it wouldn't like when I worked in Wales, the rest of the world at Apollon, we wouldn't put on the menu because it's one of those ones where like everyone's 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 mum, everyone's everyone's makes every, the best. everyone's mamgi and nan, nangi, like you know, nonna and fucking whatever else in Italian um, always makes the best one so if you put it on everyone would come in and be like it's not as good as Mamgi's yeah right so you can't win same as like we wouldn't put any of these like traditional overly traditional Welsh things on is there absolutely no way that you can make one that's just undeniably uh, you, better you could I, like, I, I think I'd have the confidence to do it maybe the, the, the owners didn't quite have the confidence to do it do you just when you have Welsh rabbit do you just have it like by itself on a plate like, does it come with stuff? Like, or does it go well with eggs? Or like, like is it like a yeah, I mean, maybe you, a bit of ham or something like yeah, that? Yeah, you have like, that. I mean, I normally it would just be a bit of a snack, like a like a good a snack. snack, like a bit, a little bit of salad, dress salad, would be nice. A bit of watercress. Yeah, it's, that'd be nice. It's a fucking. It's a bit of a process though, just for a snack. You might well, as well I mean, eat cheese well, toast. Well, you, what you what you do is you make make your make your mix up. You wrap it up like you would like a log of butter. And then you can just chop a slice off, chuck on your toast, chuck under the grill. Really? Yeah, because once you chill it down, it's, it'll, you can like send like a log. Yeah, right. So then, then you're good to go. So you make a batch, have it in your fridge every morning, chop, chop. I mean, it'd be good. You could put it on. I mean, if you, if you really want to ruin an oyster, you could put it on oyster. But if you like Kilpatrick, it'd be delicious on like, you know, something like that. Do you know, I, I have recently got, a, got amongst, not Kilpatrick, but like I made bacon jam. And put that yeah. on oysters, and 
like just a small amount and then under the grill on warm oysters. And it was a rip-off of, of an old dish we had on a menu mm. in Canberra. But it's just like the bacon jam's just like speck and yeah. red wine vinegar and brown like, sugar and fennel seeds. It's like, like Kilpatrick tastes delicious, but it doesn't really taste of oyster. Like it's delicious because But it's- it kind of does And the reason that I did this right Was mm. because And it was for Christmas I just thought I'd do Some different styles of oysters And it was because we, I went to this I ended up at this fish market To get my oysters I ended up at this fish market That I hadn't been to before And I'm like Surely they're going to have Unshucked oysters Because that's like my oh, thing okay, That I do Every right. Christmas day I'm like yeah. I'm, I get I get Christmas morning I start shucking oysters yeah. You know what I mean yeah. And They only had Opened. Already opened oysters. That's all they had, Stitch and up. I know. And like, I was like, "Oh fuck, I don't know what these were." And I'm like, "Where are they from?" They go, they're like, "I don't know." They just they would have just, just come oysters. straight in from the city markets, like yeah, okay. sealed over the top, like all right, all right. cling sealed and shit. And and I like the there's a chance that these won't be that good, so I'm make, gonna make hedge them, my bets make and them taste like something else. Try to make them taste like something else a little bit, but it was mm. good. Mm. Like it was actually good. Like the oysteriness and the. Oysteriness and, and a bit of bacon jam. Yeah. It's pretty good. Like I, I don't know why I'm so against it because I'm not like the biggest oyster fan. Like I I'll I eat them from time to time, but I can't eat like a shit ton. Really? So I don't know why I'm so against making them not taste like an oyster. Just no. kind of, it just ruins the. No, but it is them. the thing. Like yeah, yeah, I understand it, and I am a I am an oyster sort of purist. Purist, but mm. um, I don't know. Just that experience over Christmas sort of was like oh, there was something to it you know what I mean like mm. I don't know it, like I was in, forced into a position yeah. that I didn't intend to be in with yeah. the oysters that I had but that was still alright mm. um, yeah part, part of your, your your food culture is oysters my food culture yeah. so yeah that's what we wanted to talk about for this more bites we didn't intend on just talking about Welsh rarebit and <laughs> oysters Kilpatrick <laughs> It's funny. We could do a whole thing. We should do. We should do another small bites that's just about Welsh food. Yeah, I have quite a lot to say. Yeah, I'd love to talk about Welsh food because <laughs> I love learning shit like that, like interesting mm, things. Yeah. I think the 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 cool thing when we talk, especially in these conversations, is like obviously I'm not a chef, but I've got a bit of experience with food and stuff mm. like that. But you've you, having that experience in Europe. That's it. It, it is vastly different to yeah what it's like in Australia a lot of the time. So well, yeah, I mean, it does still dictate. A lot of how I cook here, yeah, and my thoughts about food, yeah. Um, even though I've cooked longer in Australia professionally than I did in Wales, yeah, which is the weird thing. But um, it's also, um, I don't know. Like I feel like, unless you're a Heston file, British food isn't something you hear that much about here. Mm. Like I mean, we, I mean, people know, yeah, okay, fucking fish and chips and mushy peas and you know fucking Yorkshire puddings and shit but like there's a whole world out there yeah. and and I think um, it's it's UK is coming to its uh, food identity same with Australia it's a bit kind of kind of hazy and fuzzy which is why I think um, Australia and the UK gravitate to um, cultures that have a fairly well defined food yeah. history and culture which uh, I think uh Will be a good little segue into uh, you recently went to what were we going to talk about? No, but hold on, let's finish oh, because we're talking about like little cultural, little cultural quirks and little cultural mm. places to do with food. Like this is off the back of me just going to Cabramatta on the weekend. But talking about these little cultural places, is there anywhere like you've found in Wollongong or Sydney or since you've been in Australia where you can go and you feel like all right, this they're doing like British food properly here? Like uh, no. 
Um, <laughs> nah, um, the, the place I actually, I haven't been there. I keep meaning to go. Um, the Duke of Clarence okay. in Sydney. Right. Um, so it it's the same. Yeah, well, it's the same guys who own Lobo Plantation, I believe. I could be wrong there with which group it is. But the, the main guy, the owner, is he's British. And you can tell that a British person has done this. So, it, so it's all decked out like an old London pub. Looks beautiful. Love it. Um, and then on the menu, they get all these like, British classics. And I can tell that a British person's done it because they've had curry nights there. And that is the most British pub thing to have. And yeah. only like a Brit would think of that. If someone else was doing like an approximation of British food in a pub, they would not think to do a curry night. But there's like nothing more British than Wednesday curry night. Yeah. So that, that, I just love that. What does that. a curry night look like at a pub? Um, it's pretty, what, like a few different ones or you so, got one yeah, you, main you'd one? You'd have a choice of a couple and you'd get almost like, I mean, it'd be like a tarly kind of place. So you'd get, yeah. um, you'd do some poppadoms, you'd little, little writer and you'd um, like pickles and all those little bits and you you get a naan bread and your curry and your rice. Naan um, bread, he said it. No, yeah. What? Naan <laughs> means bread. So you just oh, said right. bread, bread. Yeah. It's like ATM machine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Or, yeah. or, or um, barn bun. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, you've got, yeah, so keep um, going. So that's what a curry night looks like. You get a bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and like, again... There's, Are they popular? Everyone, yeah. everyone heads down yeah, for like curry we, night? Like Weatherspoon's curry night is like super cheap and pretty good. Like the guy who's Weatherspoon is a fucking cock. Yeah. But he does have... <laughs> Shout out to Weatherspoon's. Does, yeah, but just Weatherspoon's will be in every town. If you don't know where else to go, jump into Weatherspoon's, use their free Wi-Fi, have a pound twenty pint. Yeah. Um, prices may vary. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then and, you know, use their Wi-Fi to find a better pub. Yeah. Like, but it's consistent. <laughs> but like most most pubs will like you know independent to, to chains will have a, a curry night. Yeah. Because Indian food is so popular in the UK. Yeah. So so that like again and that's that's just kind of what British food is really is is this amalgamation of things. Like there's some very classic old British recipes which use these these spices from around the world from when they we were just just taking everything over. Um, and something like like was like coronation chicken. Which oh, is yeah. chicken, mayo, and curry powder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like it's these weird little tw- like, tweaks of this. Is that what like, they put on like, sandwiches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sandwich. yeah coronation chicken sandwich. Delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then you'd, you'd have, like, the, you see these old British recipes that would just have like soy sauce in them, or soya sauce. Soya. Soya sauce. Um, like, so yeah, so there's a big amalgamation. But um, so there's not, and, and kind of the very kind of, yeah, kind of very British um, food is probably only something that's really come along in the last 20, 30 years of, mm. of refining recipes and refining ingredients. So it's, it's very hazy, but there's a, a resurgence of, of that typical British food. Well, we should, we should head up to this Duke of whatever oh, it's yeah, called. Oh, yeah, I've been going for like, ages, like, since, since I've seen it. It's just, uh, yeah, yeah been, been busy for four years. Well, we talked to your mate who's working there, who, who's running the joint. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd, froth I'd, out on yeah, Yorkshire puddings yeah, we'll, and we'll get them on. bacon sarnies. So. Yeah, yeah. Talk about quirks of British food, like the curry night. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, we're talking about cult, like little cultural cultural things in this podcast because I like and yeah, I just went to Cabramatta over the weekend for the first time. I've been meaning to get there for ages. And for those who don't know, Cabramatta is the Vietnamese hub in Sydney. Um, and I don't know, it's just a really, really awesome awesome authentic place to go mm. and experience like another culture in your own yeah. backyard. So I, I have not been. Um, I've have friends who go there so and chup chup get a lot of their stuff from there yeah and they come back with some like crazy stuff like we were doing basically a little like tasting with them before we did our collaboration 
they had all these all these herbs, all these spices, all these like fruit that literally like had never seen before, never yep. heard of. Um, and some of them were awesome. Like like some were some were you know oh that's kind of looks like like tastes like this, but some were real unique. Um, and just amazing flavors. Yeah, and I wish I would remember what they were. You just got to go to you got to go to Cabramatta, mate, and just buy yeah. a whole bunch well, of stuff. Yeah, same thing. The, um, it's interesting. The seafood markets there as well are just like wildly like the variety that's available there is mm. just so different to what you can find yeah. at our fish markets because consumers make different choices in Cabramatta yeah. than they do here. And it's pumping. The whole place is pumping on a Saturday. Mm. Like it's so busy. Every restaurant's just like flat out. There's lines out the door of places, the yeah. seafood markets. But like talk about like all the different shellfish and stuff that are available, like these little whelks and cockles and to these huge um, – huge sort of conch shell looking things. I don't even know mm. what most of it is, you know. And then like really, really cheap stuff as well. Like they they had mullet for like two fifty a kilo, like or yeah. something like that. It was like ten bucks for four kilos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like I, I took a I think I took a photo of some blue mackerel that was like out of control cheap. Mm. Like out of control cheap. But the restaurants like are the most like Typically, I've been to Vietnam a couple of times, and they're just so authentically Vietnamese. Mm. I think the name of one of the one of the ones I went to was Phu Trong. I went to this other one called Pho Pho Tau Bay. I think it's called. Anyway, I apologise if I get those names wrong. There's a couple of places that are quite well known, and they're just so delicious. We we got at this first place. It was kind of like a bit of a make your own rice paper roll setup. Mm. And you can order a few things to, to fill those with. Like they'll give you a big basket of like herbs and bean sprouts yeah. and pickled carrots like and things like that. Same, same. <laughs> no, you make it at the table yourself. Oh, they, they don't make it for you. There's no, okay, right. So yeah. not as good as Subway then. Better. Because they give you like, they, yeah, they give you all the stuff and yeah, you just make your own. And we got- you get to um, be your own artist. Yeah, you get to be mm. your own artist. Mm. And then we got like, so like the main proteins, whatever, we had to fill it with these- Prawn sugarcane sticks, yeah, cool. that were like a you know like a prawn mousse or something like mm. that that was steamed on a sugarcane stick, and you, you slice them up and put them in your rice paper rolls hot. Uh, and the other thing that we got were these crispy spring rolls that like the guy was like you should put these in your rice paper rolls, and we were like thanks, will yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know and they were fucking delicious, um, such good stuff, such like. Just authentic Vietnamese flavors, obviously, yeah. in the restaurants and stuff. And it's just, I don't know. I, I just highly recommend people get out there. Like, I mean, I there's not too much to say about it other than it's just a really, really cool place to visit. Yeah. And it's just such a hive of culture. And for white boys like us mm. that are privileged enough to live in a place like Wollongong where, where we've got our beaches and our towns and everything's you know, hunky-dory and we live our bubble existence. Yeah. It's it's just a really great way to sort of get some perspective on the way of multiculturalism in Australia mm. because it is its own fucking world compared to where we live. Mm. Like the whole economy is spoken in Vietnamese. It's not just, yeah. you know, it's not just people going out for dinner and things like that. It's like you imagine every single wholesale, every single supplier, every mm. single thing – all the businesses also cash only. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of fun while you're out there. Not all of them, but uh, most of them. Uh, but yeah, like yeah, and there was a couple of places I haven't. Uh, I've been meaning to get to in Cabramatta, but I um, one of them was closed, so it's definitely been worth making a trip up. So yeah. head there. Yeah, I mean, it sounds um, and to keep. I mean, Vietnamese food has 
a lot of different influences from around the world inherently in it. But I, yeah, I do love the fact that um, even with immigration around the world, people are still keeping those little those food traditions and those um, little food, creating those food hubs um, and having that that kind of connection. Um, I think that's pretty awesome, and it's probably it's something that mm. that. Um, British people try and do, but it's normally in, in the sense of it's a fucking Irish pub, or, yeah. or like some British people go to like a, a seaside resort in in Spain and open a British pub and refuse to serve anything <laughs> Spanish. It's just, it's kind of done in a much more pig-headed way. Yeah, I always find. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like it's a. Whether but it's, it's a factor of history, right? It's a factor of like, you know, re- like Vietnamese refugee history here in mm. Australia and the development of community, um, which would be interesting to look into the history of and things like mm. that. But um, yeah, like we've got all sorts of different places, but Cabramatta is probably in terms of something that's in proximity to us. It's like the biggest and most glaring, mm. you know, hive of particular culture. But we have places like that around the Ilwara. So with our history of the steelworks and of Eastern European immigration, we have a lot of Macedonian and Yugoslav culture here, which is seen in all the Borek shops you might see. Yeah. Um, there's, there used to be three on one street in Kringilla. Now there's only two, but there used to be three. So one of them folded, but there's Bitola Borek and Five Star Borek that are like yeah. five doors up from each other. They've both been there for 30 years. <laughs> and... They are still viable businesses, and all they sell, like one of them, sell, I think one of them sells two types of burek, which mm. one of them's meat and cheese, and the other one's meat. No, one of them's cheese and spinach, and then the other one's meat. Yeah. And then I went and talked to the guy at the other one, and they sell cheese and spinach, meat, and meat, cheese, and spinach. <laughs> and I said to them, Oh, you're doing the meat, cheese, and spinach. And the guy's like, Mate, my son, he kept telling me, you should do meat, cheese and spinach. And I said, mate, it'll never work. And I'll tell you what, the customers love it. We tried it one day and they love it, you know. So, love, love the innovation. So they've done it, you know, yeah. for the last 10 years out of the 30 that they've been operating, <laughs> meat, cheese and spinach. And I'm allowed to talk like that, by the way, because I'm half Serbian. So yeah, yeah, don't yeah. jump on me from being cultural <laughs> appropriation or anything like that. Um, um, it was great. It, it, like, it's great. Yeah. Like, and they're, you, they're all around. You've been you doing just something find for, for 30 years. You, you'd imagine they'd be pretty good at it as well. Mm. Um, yeah. It's something that I haven't really ex- explored in this area, um, that, that Middle Eastern food. And it's not something I think that I naturally gravitate to, mm. having not grown up with anything like that. Or Eastern um, European food, I mean. Yeah, but like I think that another like another place that I want to check out as well, which is somewhere you can come with me, is um, places like Lakemba and Punchbowl and mm. um, and Auburn and stuff around Sydney, which mm. like are the Middle Eastern yeah, hubs. Yeah, um, would love to love to go and check out some of the venues around there that are just doing like real, real simple simple and authentic Middle Eastern food that'd be fantastic as yeah, well yeah, yeah. And they all exist you just kind of got to look for them and stuff because like I mean going to Cabramatta spending literally like it takes an hour to get from from Wollongong it's not very far mm. spending half a day in Cabramatta eating checking it out and stuff like that is just as rewarding and like you know in terms of food as satisfying is going to the city for a nice meal at a restaurant yeah, you know yeah. what I mean it's yeah. an awesome experience mm. so you know Get out there, guys. Yeah, go have a look. There's also, I don't know, like obviously you've got Chinatown and all those sorts of things I think people are a bit more familiar with. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, like having grown up in Canberra, Dixon is the is the the Chinatown that everyone knows in Canberra and mm-hmm. knows and loves in Canberra. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's I got a, I just got a shout out to Dixon Asian Noodle House, which is everyone in Canberra's favourite place to go mm. get laksa or like any type of noodles or anything like that. It's yeah. just absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we don't really have a, a sense like that in Wollongong, but I guess there is some... Kira like, Street kind of is, I reckon, in a way, yeah, almost. There's, 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 there's a lot great, of Chinese eateries. Yeah. I mean, with, with, with the, the kind of shopping, I mean, like Wan Long and, and Dong Fong, mm. stalwarts uh, yeah. in Wollongong, and always you always see some interesting different things. Um, when you go there, um, like you just have a look, little look in the freezer sometimes. You're yeah. like, I might get that. It's great. Wendland is fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Um, is there, like, obviously with, like our, we've got different histories of immigration, Australia and the UK, mm. and we have a lot more Chinese and Southeast Asian immigration. Like, is there Chinatowns and and... and like Southeast Asian influence there is it, is it South Asian more Indian and Pakistani um, obviously like you can find that yeah like if you go to, if you, like I mean London I still think is probably the most multicultural city in the world and people talk yeah. talking Sydney in those terms but London there really is um, just a, a yeah. insane mix of people um, and also a massive population so you, you could you can get whatever you want there yeah. and there's different yeah. shops um, other other areas like up, up north a lot, lot more uh, Pakistani and Indian immigration right um, Wales has had um, quite a lot of Indian we've had some quite a lot of kind of Polish immigration right but I'm not sure if that's been long enough to translate to the food um, so you don't really see it direct as much in, in, in regional Wales, more so in the cities, yeah. um, more so London and London specific. Um, we just kind of probably get the, the better part of it where just the average you know, in, Indian restaurant in, in the UK is, is, is really, really good. Yeah. Um, but then you don't see as good kind of Southeast Asian because we haven't had that, that immigration there. Mm. Um, so yeah, but definitely in London, there's you can get access to you know any ingredients, um, any seafood from, from, around, from and, around the world. London and sort of like major cities in Europe, like Paris and 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 things are actually like next level multicultural. Yeah, like yeah. as compared to Australia, yeah. I think like w- that's what I've noticed. Yeah, well, it, it just traveling the, the, the proximity. Like we we are, I mean, except for maybe Southeast Asia. Um, we are so far from everything. Mm. And then realistically, like, I mean, if you were talking some parts of Southeast Asia wouldn't be that, that much further to the UK than they were to here. Mm. So, and, and, you know, to, to Paris, to London, to even something like New York, um, you have just access to ingredients from across the world. Yeah. Like from, from, you know, the, the you know, cheap, cheaper, cheaper, you know, varieties of fish to your sort of premium, you know, truffles and foie gras and, and all these crazy things. So yeah, you definitely have this um, massive broad range mm. that you have access to. Um, to to a fault, I think. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes going to be too much choice. Um, the other thing that I want to talk about for the last bit of this Small Bites is uh, your local... Like, you just reminded me of it then with talking about Polish immigration. But, like, in most cities if not like small cities potentially like definitely in major cities i know in canberra you've got your polish club and like your austrian club and Mm. your hungarian club and stuff like that Mm. and these places for those who don't necessarily frequent these places they are untapped Mm. places of like culinary delights a lot of the time you know like the polish club in canberra it's like this 
low ceiling little brick fucking building and it's just got all this polished beer on tap you know like pierogies pickled fish yeah, like yeah. you know like yeah quite pork, like quite traditional pork and quite out there stuff, yeah, yeah like it's all stuff that you just never see on yeah, menus yeah. and order and things like that and trying these sorts of different things and yeah. and drinking the beer and it's the same with the german club in canberra it, we used to play a bit of golf and like go to the german club it was across the road afterwards mm. for a beer and you can get a you get a pork knuckle with sauerkraut and a fucking mm. big big pint of some sort of yeah. bavarian something or other and it's a fucking delight the austrian club was actually got to get shout out to the austrian club as well <laughs> because it was bugger i can't even remember how much it was like 30 bucks or maybe a little bit less but it, you get a a trio schnitzel so you get a, a, a chicken, schnitz. veal, and a pork schnitzel with with sides, and it was like gigantic. Yeah. It was massive, but um, that's awesome. But yeah, and then obviously you've got all your awesome beers and stuff yeah. as well, and yeah. that, like it's just those sorts of experiences. I'm making myself want to go out and yeah, find well, yeah. I wanna, these I wanna, sorts of places. Be in a schnitzel now. Yeah, um, yeah, we got the German club. Um, was it down in Dapto? Have you been? I haven't, I haven't been. been. No. no, let's go. Let's go. And then uh, I've, heard, I've heard good things about the, the frat. Oh, yeah. As well, having just like good, good solid Italian food. Yeah, they've there. got a th- they've got they've got like wood fire pizza and yeah. shit like that. I also yeah. heard like the um the Greek, what's the Greek club in Fairy Meadow? I think it's closed now. Oh yeah, I think it's like a Korean barbecue restaurant now. Oh okay. Um, but I always heard that they had a great buffet. Yeah, and then it's, it's gone now. So yeah, so, yeah, left, it's left, funny. Left like it too late. in this in this sort of world of this food bubble that we live in where like mm. this Instagram bubble where it's like these like all your hip cool new venues yeah. modern Australian share plates like fine casual semi-fine well, if, formal even dining the, the, the cult of new in Australia which, which is worldwide I shouldn't pick on Australia again um but everyone's everyone's the new restaurant, the new thing, the new the new the new cool. Mm. There's definitely something to be said to visiting that restaurant that's been there for twenty five years. Yeah, or um, visiting it for the first time because, yeah. like, you know, like I, I often will think, oh, like I want to go out for dinner, but you kind of feel uninspired as to where to go. You're like, yeah, oh, fucking, yeah. like, okay, that made me too fancy. Like, oh, yeah. that's just another Italian I place. Go there. I've again. had Thai fucking three times this week. Mm. I've had Indian a million times, but. There's so much out there, like you kind of just have to seek it out because it's not mm. going to be showing up in your Instagram feed, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's not like they're, they're, you know they're Google statistics aren't going to be quite up there yeah. to, to come across. Let's try to make. I, I might sit down and take right. take half an hour to to make a list of little Res- like, resolution. Go to more random restaurants. Yeah, just a list of little cultural like yeah. options that there might be. There's yeah, it's all around. Not just the luxor at Chef's Choice. The luxor, I yeah. love it. I love it though. So it good. is good. It's so it is good. good. Mm. All right. Do you reckon that's enough? Yeah. I reckon we've done well. Yeah. We'll, we'll, well, we'll report back with our findings of the local <laughs> cultural hubs. Yep. Sweet. Done. Thanks for joining us. Hello, dear listeners. Steph here. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of The Food Fight. If you want to get in touch with us, it's at The Food Fight Podcast on Instagram or The Food Fight Podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you and we want to talk to you. Please leave us a five star review on iTunes. That really helps. If you want to hit me up, it's quicksandfood.com or at quicksandfood on Instagram. And if you want to get in touch with Simon, it's Simon underscore Evans underscore TBD on Instagram. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll catch you again with another episode. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.